It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and you know what? It's Friday. Friday, the beginning of a weekend. The beginning of everybody just sitting back and exhaling. Uh, the beginning of you just walked into your house and you can take your shoes off, sit back, and have your favorite beverage, whether it's Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's what we saying when I was growing up in the ghetto. Or soda or beer or whatever that might be, a glass of wine. It's Friday. And we all need to kind of get in the winding down mode because this weekend is it's a different weekend because at 4.38 in the morning tomorrow morning March the 20th it's springtime <laughs> you know so uh, not, not only are we starting the weekend but we also starting a new season uh, and you know what? I got two fantastic guests that's going to help us bring in Friday where we are right now and also springtime. I got uh, my fabulous, outstanding producer who's also a guest tonight. Noah Dingley. I mean, I tell you, I mean, you, you guys hear him every night, and you guys really gonna get a chance to hear him tonight. And I got uh, this fantastic guy that has battled trials and tribulations, and you know what? He's he's standing tall. He's smiling. He's still moving. I got Kip Harris here that's going to help us i mean i tell you there's no better way to bring in a spring uh than to have these two guys to help us do that but before we start i got my fantastic co-host michelle cooler how you doing michelle i'm doing good you are so excited and hyped for this show today i am hyped because i i'm feeling spring time and I'm feeling Friday, and I'm feeling these two guests. And I got Chuck Trenoni, the guest contributor. How are you doing, Chuck? JC and Michelle, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing great. And I'm just going to add one other thing. You're, you're starting us off with a little March madness. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, funny you mention that, Chuck. I've been watching basketball all day, man. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, sports fan. And March Madness, we already had a couple of, you know, I would say that uh, it didn't turn out like what the favorite team was supposed to be getting. And so. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but uh, I, I can't wait to get this thing started. I, I got my fantastic producer, Noel Dingler. How you doing, Noel? Man, I am doing great, JC, and I hear you have a fabulous guest, so I can't disagree with you. I'm excited to find out about this guy. <laughs> Actually, Noel, I got two fantastic guests. Yeah, I know. You, you have Kip Harris, who I've talked to in the past. This guy is so inspirational. If you feel down and out at any point, and you know, you might have been through a lot, this guy has been through a ton, and you know what? He has overcome, and he's going to help people out tonight. And you know what? That's what we need right now, especially going into a new season, Noah. We need people that build on inspiration, people that understand that you can and never to give up. You know, so I, I'm ready to get this thing started. Let's, let's do it. Hey, Chuck, can you tell our, our, our audience what's the purpose of the show tonight? Be happy to, yes. 
The purpose of tonight's show is to learn about a businessman who has discovered joy through his journey with cancer. To get up close and personal with a radio and pod- podcast producer and his special bond with his family. And discuss the importance of service in giving back to others. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, as you see, uh, family, if you want to call in and be part of the conversation, it's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Michelle, can you introduce our first fantastic guest uh, for tonight's show? Yes, Noah Dingley. Noah was born in Los Angeles, California, and moved with his family as a child to San Diego in 1986. Going to college for media communications, he has always had a passion for speaking his mind, radio, and now podcasting outside of his career. He's a single father of twins to Kevin and Kyle. Now they are 23-year-old men. As a man of faith after God, it is family first. He is the host of Across the County, interviewing guests that impact the San Diego community as a whole. Sometimes these issues are local nonprofits doing good throughout the county and other times they are national issues that also can directly impact our fine city. Noah has a passion for kids being a father himself. He loves to talk about anything that can benefit the life of a child. He often likes to use the phrase it's all it's about what matters locally to you. Also Noah has produced several illustrious shows over the years at Salem Media including The Word on Wealth, The Andrea K show financial detox the pro america report and other big names that have since moved on to other radio stations outside of salem media group well james cooley show it's your life here's noah dingley welcome to the show noah i have to tell you man i am honored to be a guest on your show and i i love what you do i think you have a such a positive mindset and there is not enough things like this running today so it's a good part it's it's a pleasure to be here Man, that's coming from you mean a whole lot to us, uh, Chuck and Michelle and the It's Your Life team. You know, so, uh, you know, over the last few weeks, I had an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. But uh, we really going to get a chance to know you tonight. Going to dig so deep. No, <laughs> no can, can you tell us what are some of your fondest memories about growing up in San Diego, California? Well, I grew up as a child in Los Angeles and then back in about 1986, I moved to San Diego, so about the fifth grade, and my family was very close, my mom, my dad, my brother Adam, and we would always, you know, if we're not in school, my brother and I take a lot of family outings, we would go to the wild animal park and the zoo, we would take hikes together, we did a lot as a family, and for me, that really was the foundation of how I raised my kids, even at 23, I always try and make time for them when they're not working and I'm outside of the radio station, even if it's for an hour on a weekend or a time that we have off, I always try and connect. There's nothing more important to me than family. Okay. Why and when did you decide to pursue radio? I mean, you, I mean, man, you are very good at this. I, I love radio, man, since I was a kid. I mean, I was playing with like boom boxes and like the little, really like the hole in the side of the boom box that would be like microphone. And I would make like my own mixtape radio shows. So I was always fooling around. And then when I got into college, I decided to take media communications. And even at that point, I was like, you know, I think it's either going to be radio or photography, one of the two, because I've always liked taking pictures and editing pictures. And at that point, I kind of laugh now because I say, hey, which, which career is going to pay more? I will tell the listening audience, if you want a high paying radio gig, it does happen. It does happen. Most people get into radio for passion. It's, it's not a high paying industry if you're not on the sales side. Uh, but I love what I do, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. So back in about 1999, when the kids were about a year old, I was working for the Old Globe Theater, and I was working at their ticketing box office. It was still cool for me because I do love theater, and I would see lots of plays. Uh, I was doing that while going to school, actually, at the same time. And then it had an opening at Salem Media present itself, 
And it was part-time. It was on the weekends. But I'm like, hey, you know what, JC? This is my foot in the door. I'm going to love what I do no matter where it's at. And I can build my career from there. So I took the opening and I did weekends and I did overnights. uh, Lots of shifts that weren't really glorious. Shifts that didn't include a lot of what I wanted to do, like hosting my own radio show. I always wanted to do that. But there was a lot of what you would call grunt work, loading commercials and, you know, uh, babysitting certain computer systems, making sure that they were, you know, running okay. But you have to do that to get to what you really want to do. And so there was even a time... I did the radio station part-time with how I started out and was in the restaurant industry. And I, you know, I was a host at a restaurant for uh, probably about a year and doing the radio station, just going back and forth. And then I finally got after a year of doing both of those things, my first full-time gig here at Salem media. And I came into the radio station full-time. I was producer of, a huge local talent that had a morning show and it was great. I was able to be on the air with him. I was able to run an engineer and produce the radio show. And from there, it really took off. I've hosted my own radio show for a number of years. I also have edited lots of different shows and produced them, which is really connecting with a lot of fine people and gathering a lot of fine guests. It's a lot of hard work. If people saw how radio was made, they would I, – I, I think there there is a stigma in radio that's a really easy – thing to do you just get out there you you know you you talk for a couple of hours and you're good to go but a lot goes into making each radio program and now i look 20 years later jc and i've been doing it i've hosted my own radio show i've produced numerous other ones i uh, i host on our sister station k praise i host the programs over there from uh, 9 p.m all the way through midnight And it's just a passion of mine, and I don't know where it's going to go next, but working for Salem Media has been just amazing. Wow. You know what, man? You've been doing this for over 20 years, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure you got a lot of favorite moments, Uh, but uh, what has been your most favorite moment in radio or as a host of your own show? I'll say this because I've been talking your ear off. I realized uh, or failed to realize it's part that it's time to take a break. So let's take a break and then I'll answer when we come back. Let's take a break and let's come back and we, you know, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue the talk with Noah and then we're going to bring on Kip. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer 
It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, I mean, no, hey, man, uh, uh, we're uh, we, we doing it, man. Uh, I, I asked you this question, uh, what had been your favorite moment um, in radio or as a host? Well, it actually is as a host, and I have to tell you, back in 2006, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I had actually had my show, it was still fairly fresh, and I wanted to get people that I was interested in finding out a little bit more about. I do a lot of nonprofits, a lot of community, but if I can mix in entertainment at all, I try and do that whenever I can, because I'm a huge movie guy. Like you and Michelle, I'm a huge Star Trek person. I'm also a huge Star Wars guy. And they were talking about the new Star Wars movie coming out. I believe it was episode three, Revenge of the Sith at the time. And I was able to get Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker in the original Star Wars movies, on my radio show. And I was so nervous going in, JC, because I'm like, oh, this big mega superstar. I talked to him after about two minutes. I realized what a nice, wonderful man he was. Just what a regular regular guy he was. And it was a just one of the most genuine conversations I've ever had. And to say that I can look back and I talked to Luke Skywalker, you know, back in 2006 for me is is such a joy. But not even that, because he was he was a great family man. We talked about his family. We talked about his passion for voice acting. And even though I'm in radio, I, I you know, I, I like trying to bring creativity into the process whenever I can. So we had a lot of common ground. We're both really into comic books. That definitely was my my favorite moment interviewing Mark Hamill. Noah, so how did you, this is a couple of questions about podcasting. So first of all, how did you get into podcasting? What is the name of your podcasting, your podcast? How does it differ from your radio career and what type of platform do you use it for? Excellent question, Michelle. And for those of you listening, uh, if you hear the phone in the background, I will uh, will get to your phone call in just a second because I'm talking at the moment and I can't do two things at one time. But the name of my podcast is called the Holden Pattern Podcast. It's actually there's a big uh, to do about what, how I named it that. And it, it's deep in the weeds, but it's basically it takes an idea from the sci-fi movie Blade Runner, and there's a character in there called Holden. And also Star Trek, they would talk about the transporters when they were beaming somebody up. It was a holding pattern. And I was up late getting way too creative. I'm like, oh, yeah, holding pattern podcast. It makes sense to me. And the name just <laughs> stuck. And that's the name of the show. It is definitely outside of radio. I don't get paid for it. I do it because I am passionate about it, and I want to take it in a different direction from my radio show, which is all entertainment, things in the movie industry or on TV that I find fascinating, a lot of comic book material like Marvel and things like that. And I just like giving my opinion and my theories and, and telling people what I think about how the process works. Sometimes it's just me. And other times I have somebody else on that might be a guest that happens to work in the industry, or it might just be another fan like myself that just wants to wax the philosophical. And if people want to find it, the best way to, to do it is if you go to hipcast.com and just type in the Holden Pattern Podcast, it should type right up there for you. Wow. Yeah, that that's that's really that's really inciting, um, Noah. And Noah, how challenging has it been to be a single father? And can you can you kind of take us back to the beginning? It's been very challenging. Yeah. Um, so the mom and I had separated, and then back at about three and a half years old, the kids were uh, dropped into my lap. The mom had some things she had to figure out, and. It was really tough doing it on your own. Thank God I had a loving family like my mom and my dad, the best grandparents and parents in the world, to come alongside me and love on them hard. I, I you know, whether it's giving tough love to the kids or just, you know, 
showing them in every way that you can that you that you care about and that those words of affirmation that you can i think not give enough they were they were getting it from me they were getting it from my parents and it was just such a blessing and there were some trials and tribulation they eventually needed counseling because obviously a broken home is not an easy thing for anybody to go through and I went to the counseling appointments with them because I felt it was good as a unit, not just for them, but as a family unit. So I would go with and in their counseling appointments and we all came out better for it. And we, you know, um, would often get advice from other people that maybe were doing things in a way that um, wasn't beneficial. But I tell you what, I, I never try and judge anybody on their family situation unless you've walked a mile in their shoes, because every situation is different. And at the end of the day, I knew what was best for me and my kids. And for me, that was just trying to be there as often as possible. And, you know, if I gave up trips with friends or if I passed up on a job opportunity or something like that, just so that I could make sure my kids were OK at the end of the day, that's all that mattered. You, you know what? Uh, no, you, you have uh, uh, twins, um, Kevin and Kyle. And, um, you know, are they identical twins, fraternal or they got do they have similar personalities? Can, can you talk about them a little bit? Yeah, I love talking about them. I can actually talk about them all day long. Uh, more than myself, I hate talking about myself. And ironically, I'm on your show. Um, yeah, Kevin and Kyle, identical twins. They'll be the first to tell you nine minutes apart. And they they dress a little bit differently. They do their hair a little bit differently. Their body types are a little bit different. So you can tell them apart. But when they were younger... They tried to do the old switcheroo, James and Michelle. They would try and switch classes, and they would try and fool their teachers. And a couple of times, they actually got away with it. It was pretty comical. But their personalities are very, very different. Kyle's more reserved. He always has been. And Kevin's a lot more outgoing. But even with Kyle, once you get to know him, I mean, he is he is one of the most tender-hearted, loving people that I know, and I think that a lot of that comes from the fact that they had not just me, but my parents as well, loving on them so much, and they both just have amazing hearts, and they've they've bent over backwards for a lot of people themselves, and that makes me proud. That's really special, uh, Noah. Thanks for sharing that. This is Chuck, and hey, I Chuck. heard a little bit about your how you doing. Heard a little bit about your nonprofit background, your podcast across the country. Why do nonprofits hold such a special place in your heart? Well, across the county to to correct you, but I you know with the World Wide Web, it is heard across the country, so that's a good thing. I like nonprofits, and that's why I'm going to have my man JC on my show. Because at the end of the day, and not every nonprofit is good, you have to do a lot of research, but it's somebody trying to help out somebody else. And for me, that's why I love doing my radio show. If you can make a difference in the life of one person with the information that you're trying to give somebody or that you're trying to convey, I don't pay attention too much to the amount of listeners that I get. Occasionally, I do see numbers, but I don't care. Because all I care about is making that connection with somebody uh, for my radio show on a one to one conversation, usually that I have with an interview and then making sure that somebody else can get something from that. And a lot of the times, if they're a nonprofit, they're getting information and a service that they might not necessarily know about for uh, maybe a single parent or for somebody that is a foster child. Uh, there's a whole wide array of nonprofits out there, and that's why they are so dear to my heart. Noah, what is the most important thing in your life right now? Well, I would probably say, first off, it would be God. I have uh, dealt with a lot of health challenges on and off the last couple of years. And I will tell you, hands down, the number one thing that has gotten me through has been my faith. It hasn't been easy. Sometimes you feel like, hey, God, where are you? I've been, I've been praying. I don't have an answer. But at the end of the day, 
you, you, you realize that God doesn't always answer in your time. He answers in his time. And, but other than God, it's, it's my family. It's my kids. It's my parents. It's my brother. It's my nieces. It's staying close with the people that mean so much to me. The friends that I have known for, you know, well over a decade, even if it's just shooting them a text message. Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about you. Uh, especially in a coronavirus kind of world, we need those connections now more than ever. Hey, hey, no, I think we got a call on the line. Uh, uh, can can we put that caller through? We I'll tell you what we he dropped off, but I saw the number <laughs> and I know exactly who that is. <laughs> if you got, it, we should go to a break. We should come back and then we can a- ask a quick question and then get to, get either get to Kip Harris or we can have him hold for until we get back to me. Okay, so uh, we're gonna take a station break, but we're gonna get that caller, and then we're gonna go to Kip Harris. Uh, it's your life. I'm James Cooley. Uh, you know, we'll be back shortly. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And you know, I I, uh, I think we had a caller on, on the line, but... Uh, uh, he he called back. I got him on the line. You got hey, 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 call. Are you there? How you doing? Yes, yes, James. This is Orville. How you doing, Orville? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I, I'm doing good. I, I'm enjoying the show. Great show. I, I'm enjoying your guest here. And uh, when I was listening earlier, I was hearing him talk about his podcasting and i was interested and i'm doing one myself and i was wondering if he had advice to give to a new podcaster what what would he what what would he what was what's the advice that he'd give the simplest thing I can tell you, Orville, is you don't need a whole lot. You might think you need like this big old setup, this home studio. There's a lot you can do just from your smartphone. You can record like a great voice memo on your smartphone and be able to get a good, a pretty good sound to that and download a free editing software on, on your laptop and then just put it up on whatever platform you decide to, ha- to have it go through. And a lot of them now are offering calls services where you call di- directly into a service they already have set up and you can inter- interview somebody directly through your podcast host. So there's not a lot that you need and you can start pretty bare bones. Well, uh, that, that's good advice. And I, I could tell that you're very passionate about the topic of your podcast, movies and whatnot. Now, I have a few ideas, but I can't really focus in on exactly what the topic should be. Whatever you're most passionate about, it does not matter what it what, what it is. If you're most passionate about uh, organic fruit, talk about organic fruit. If you're more most passionate about um, sewing, talk about sewing. For me, it happens to be movies. So you find something that you love. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the advice. Great show. And uh, thank you, man. Great advice. Hey, thanks so much for calling in. Hey, you know what, Michelle? I think we need to bring in our next guest. Can can you tell our listening audience about our next guest? Oh, yes. I would love to. Kip Harris. 
Kip Harris was born and raised in Kenmare, North Dakota, a small town 17 miles south of the Canadian border. After spending five years in undergraduate school at Dana College, he started pharmacy school at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. Life, however, had a different road plan, and so he left graduate school and found his way to a pharmacy software company. After working his way up the corporate ladder from trainer to sales rep to regional manager, he found himself in California where he oversaw operations at three regional offices on the West Coast for an East Coast-based company. Additionally, he managed to travel and see the world and discover the diversity which had seemed lacking in his small hometown. In 2004, after a day of mountain biking in Northern California, he suddenly ended up in an emergency room and later a post-surgical hospital bed only to get news of his first cancer diagnosis. That moment and the years that would follow are the wellspring of his book. Since 2004, Kip has endured three surgeries, three successful bouts of chemotherapy, and three surprising journeys with cancer. His message is simple. Joy occurs in the most unexpected places if you are intentional and look for it. He also believes that every person has an amazing ability to everyday touch and change others' lives. Being cancer-free since December 2007, he now works as a real estate agent in Fargo. He looks for the moments of connection with clients and loves sharing this emotional part of the transaction. Deeply connecting with people is his life's journey now. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Kip Harris. Welcome to the show, Kip. How you doing, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's actually been kind of fun listening to Noah because I was on his show a while back and, you know, it was all about me. I talked the whole time. So it was super exciting to hear about Noah's Noah's uh, story as well. But I will say, I, ha- I have to say, I feel a little bit at um, a disadvantage because he's like the radio voice, the radio personality. And now I'm following him. So I feel a little bit like I'm competing or something. Hey, you're not competing, man. I'll, not you competing know, t- at all. If anything, you inspire me. <laughs> Hearing your story, I, I, I it, you know, it makes me want to get uh, get to the next level. Uh, and, and, well, and, and doing that, uh, you. Get, getting to the next level, uh, our listening audience cannot wait to hear about uh, where you growing up in Kenmore, North Dakota, and and some of the things that you're doing, man. I'm inspired because you and I talked about this already. So can you uh, tell our listener a little bit about that? So growing up in Kenmore, North Dakota was, you know, I think back then I was not super excited about it. Um, I left Kenmore, North Dakota when I was 18 after I graduated from high school. I said, I'm never going back to that godforsaken place. But now I don't want to, I don't want to stop there because ironically, the only place I ever chose to live was North Dakota. Everywhere else I moved was for college, for grad school, for jobs. And I chose to come back to this place because one of the things that I now appreciate um, about the places like Kenmore that I love is I grew up in this small town of like 1300 people and I have an appreciation for that small town life. And I love it. Um, people that grow up in bigger cities, I think often don't have the same appreciation for small towns. It doesn't work the reverse. So I can appreciate big cities now, but I absolutely can see the value in small towns and the way that people connect there and look out for each other is just incredibly amazing. And I'm super grateful. I grew up there. You know, can can you uh, talk about the moment when you knew that you was going to leave corporate America and that was no longer a place for you? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting moment. So, you know, it's kind of funny. The world um, had been sending me, the universe was sending me indications, right? But I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention because a long time ago, I told myself that I would never stay in a job because I was making a lot of money, right? I was never going to be that guy. Well, I became that guy, and I had a big mortgage in California, and I was a little bit trapped. So I wasn't really having fun, but I also, what am I going to do? Leave? How am I going to pay my mortgage? I had to stay, right? Well, then cancer comes along, kicks me in the butt. I had to stop working for five of, I, I did chemo for six months, but I didn't work for five of those months. And I remember the moment when I finally went back to work and I was sitting at my desk 
took a phone call from a client of mine, customer, who was upset about something. And that customer was yelling at me, and probably rightly so, you know, they're upset about something, and my job was to try to resolve that issue. But I hung up the phone, and in that moment, the first thing that went through my mind, my head, instantaneously was, chemotherapy was more fun than this job. And in that moment, I knew I had to make a change. It didn't matter that I had a mortgage. I knew I had to get closer to the one thing that mattered the most, which was family. My parents, when I got diagnosed, dropped everything. They had just built a new home. They had just moved into it. They dropped everything and flew out to California and stayed with me the entire time that I was going through six months of chemo. And so I'm like, what am I doing out here? I shouldn't be here. I should be back in North Dakota where my family is. And so that changed everything for me. Wow. Yes. You know, there's nothing better than family being there for you during those rough times, Kip. Tell us about your, can you tell us about your book titled Improbable Joy, A Three-Time Cancer Survivor's Journey to Finding Joy in Unexpected Places? Yeah, so the the book is sort of the result of what I I learned. Um, When I got diagnosed with cancer, I, I went to a wedding in Spain. It was right before I started chemo the first time. I remember going to a wedding in Spain, and I was sitting on the beach writing in my journal, and I was basically wishing away the next six months of my life um, because I was going to miss a ski trip that I had planned with friends that we went every year to Whistler, British Columbia. And I was basically you know, being a victim. I was feeling sorry for myself and all the things I was going to miss. And in that moment, I, I kind of reread it and I went, this doesn't seem right. I'm wishing away the next six months of my life. And so I, I thought, that's not right. So I, I kept going and I kept journaling. And what I, what I found myself writing was this intention. And it became the book. I made an intention that day on the beach to find something good in the most horrible moments that I knew were about to come in chemotherapy. I knew I was going to go through something awful and I was going to find something good. So the book is just a a bunch of stories about moments when I found something good. I found joy in a really unexpected, horrible place. Wow. You know, um, so that was that the epiphany that led to the idea of your book, Kip, or was it other things as well? Yeah, I think that was really the epiphany. It was that um, the epiphany came years later, like the book idea came later, but really the book is about that idea that you can find joy in something amazing if you look for it. Um, but you know, you have to look, I always tell people, we always kind of focus on the thing that's most prevalent in our space. Right. And if that's nausea from chemo or vomiting from chemo, that's what you're focused on. Right. Um, But I'm telling you, if you look away and turn your head to the right or turn your head to the left, there's something else happening in that same moment. And it's good. There's there's usually something really amazing happening in that same moment. But we tend to focus all our energy on the bad thing that's happening, right? Um, Amy Houston is an author who wrote this book, uh, The Top Tips for Being Happy or something like that. In her book, she talks about this idea that You know, we're not meant to just be happy. We're meant to be sad. We're meant to be lonely. We're meant to be angry, right? We're meant to be joyful. We're meant to be, you know, um, all of these different things. But we tend to have this focus on happiness is the only thing that matters. That's not true. That's not true. The journey is all about experiencing all of these things. And there is something joyful if you look for it. Let me say, is it uh, uh, possible to teach people the improbable joy? You know, I see you talk about that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I did a seminar one time where these, you know, authors were trying to tell me that, you know, you had to write a book that was the seven steps to learning how to find joy. And and I'm like, no, I'm not going to pander to some marketing strategy to get people to buy a book, right? I think that the way people can learn to find improbable joy is just by hearing my story. 
where I found it. Um, you know, I, I can tell you all kinds of stories about moments where I found joy. Um, and people don't know that they have this ability. Like, you, like Michelle said at the top, um, people have an amazing ability to touch and change people's lives every day, but we don't know we have that ability. Um, and my book is just stories about all the people who changed my life in that moment, and they don't know it. Um, and so I think if they don't know it, how many times have I changed someone's life or touched their life in a way, and I don't know it because they don't tell me. Um, so I think that just by example, if people see my stories, they might stop and think. And the first step, of course, is creating an intention. You have to find a way to create an intention. You know, I, I can tell you about a moment when I'm laying in a hospital bed with an NG tube up my nose down into my stomach, and I vomited, and so the NG tube came out, but it was sutured to my nose. So it's going up my nose and out my throat, and I'm gagging on it, right? And I'm covered in vomit. And I weigh like 89 pounds at the time, right? But most people would be like, that's a horrible, awful moment. But I'm telling you that because of my intention, it's one of the most joyful moments of my life that I can recall to you. Because in that moment, when I'm gagging and choking on this NG tube that's coming out my throat, all I remember is my sister standing next to me and looking into her eyes and connecting in a way that just, it was love. Like, it was amazing. And she's a nurse. So I just remember her yelling, we need a suture kit in here. You know what? I tell you what. Once, once you hold on to that thought, we're going to have to take a station break. But I, I can't wait to get back with you so uh, we can get into some more of Kip Harris. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. And I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, a Kip, uh... I'm just uh, inspired, you know, I'm intrigued uh, of uh, his story. And Noel, I know you're sitting back listening uh, to this. Uh, uh, you got anything you might want to ask, ask, ask him? Yeah, definitely. And it's something I already talked to him about on my show not too long ago. And But I want to present it to your audience. So, Kip, what is your life's mission with all that you've talked about and your different work experiences and your battles with cancer? What is your life's mission at this moment going forward? Yeah, I feel like my life's mission is to spread this message of, of improbable joy. I, I, I really I see people all the time. Um, playing victim you know and I get it I, I definitely had my share of moments when I felt sorry for myself there's no question about that and that's okay but 
I think when you're in these moments where life is not treating you the way that you think it should or the way that you expect, don't think that's life throwing you a, a, a bad hand or anything like that. Just look at it and say, there's something good here. What is it? Look around. And I'm not trying to suggest that there's joy in everything. Sometimes life just is crappy, right? But if you don't look, you're never going to see it. So I want people to just say, I'm going to look for joy in the most unexpected places. I'm not always going to find it, but sometimes you will. And I guarantee you, those are the moments that you're going to remember because people don't remember days. They remember moments. That, that's, a, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. And I'm going to follow up on that in some ways. Uh, we're in this pandemic now. How will you seeing joy in the pandemic? Where do you see it? And um, what makes people want to look for joy in the pandemic and find their way through it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I think Noah was actually the first one to ask me that, and it threw me through a loop, I think, the first time. So I had to really stop and think about it. But, you know, my parents, um, my mom literally just got out of the hospital a week ago tomorrow. She was in the hospital with COVID for a week. And it was not a fun journey. My dad also was COVID positive, so he was quarantined at home for a couple weeks. Um, but I got to tell you, my mom's in the hospital, and she was not doing well. And it's scary. But my dad's birthday was March 10th, and we got together as a family on March 10th via FaceTime. It was my brother, my sister, their spouses, their kids, my parents' great-grandkids. Everybody was there. It was the most chaotic, stressful thing for a single guy like me who lives alone. I was going crazy. But it's kind of like that Christmas, you know, when everybody's together. Um, I don't know that that would have happened if, if COVID didn't come because we learned to connect with people in a new way. Um, last March, we were FaceTiming on a regular basis when everybody was staying home more than they are today. Um, I'm a real estate agent. Um, and I've learned, you know, in the past, if you want to work with me as a buyer, you have to come to my office because we need to do a buyer consult. That was my, that was the way we did it, right? The, the pandemic forced me to step outside my box. And now when I do a buyer consult, it's over Zoom. And I got young couples who have two little babies. They don't got to take them out of the house when it's 20 below zero in North Dakota now. Right? They can just do the, the buyer consult with me just over Zoom. That's a good thing. So there are all kinds of good things that are coming out of this. And I believe that we are going to find ourselves more united after this than more divided because people know what they don't want now. We don't want to be isolated. That's going to force us to move in a direction that we choose connection. And for me, that's. Noah asked me my life purpose, love, joy, connection. Those are the three things that matter to me. And connecting now, we can do it over Zoom in addition to meeting at Starbucks. That's a good thing. Wow. Wow. You are just so amazing. Let me tell you, our listening audience is probably going crazy right now. And just you are such an inspiration, um, Kip. What do you say to people who think their life is not serving a noble or admirable purpose? People feel like maybe they're not really having an impact on the world at large. What do you say to them? I love this question because I worked in corporate America for 10 years and I always felt like my life didn't have a real purpose. Like I'm just peddling pharmacy software, right? And I'm working in corporate America and what am I doing? I'm not a social worker, right? I'm not a pastor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a teacher. Those are the people that we always seem to think really have an impact on the world around us, right? But the truth is every single one of us has an ability to touch and change people's lives every single day. Um, and we don't know we have that ability. And my book is, a, is about a bunch of stories where people changed my life in a moment and they don't know it. So I'm telling you, if you think that, stop thinking it. I remember a kid, I was driving, I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba a couple of years ago. I still remember the kid that sold me a, a bottle of water at the convenience store. I will never forget that kid 
because of the way that he interacted not only with me, but with every customer in there. He exuded love. He exuded joy. And that changed my day. And it's a moment I will never forget. That kid doesn't know that I still remember him. You, you know, you know, man, you you incredible, man. You know, I just got this question: What is one thing that you know to be true about all people? That one thing that makes us the same, regardless of our position in life. Yeah, I, I think it's what I was just talking about. It, it's this this fact, an absolute fact that we all have an amazing ability to touch and change people's lives every single day. And we don't know it. This is the thing that I want. We don't know it. I mean, Lavinia Holmquist is a lady I met while I was going through chemo. She corrected my grammar in a moment. And to this day, when I use the pronouns she and her and he and I, Lavinia Holmquist is alive and well. She's right there because she taps me on the show. I was telling a story about my sister to her, and I said something like, her and I went to this party, and this little frail woman who was just in a wheelchair tapped my shoulder, and I'm like, what, Lavinia? And she said, it's she and I. It's she and I. I said, her and I went to a party. It's she and I. It's she. So now today, whenever I hear those pronouns, she's alive and well. She died several years ago, but she will forever be a part of who I am. She lives in me, and she doesn't know that. So, again, it's just one story of one person that changed my life. She's a part of who I am, and you all have that ability. You all have the amazing ability to do that to other people, and you don't know it. You know what? I, I think after the night, we all going to be part of you. <laughs> I mean, your story is so inspirational. You know, uh, I, I would... You know, just want to say thank you for taking the time to come on this show tonight. I think it's so much more we need to talk about, but we're running out of time right now. So I have to have you back on again if you have time. And uh, just want to thank you for taking the time to come on. Want to thank uh, Michelle Cooley for being my co-host. Want to thank Chuck Trinoni. Want to thank Noah, Noah for being the great producer and also a guest on the show tonight. That my pleasure, man. My us. pleasure. You know, but uh, wow, this uh, is the right way to start a weekend. Just like I said, Friday. Got a couple of days off. We'll be back Monday. <laughs> Monday, we'll be back again. We're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring great messages like this. So I tell you what, enjoy your weekend. Have fun. Remember what, what Noah and what Kip talked to us about today. And we'll see you Monday. It's your life. I'm James Cole. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.